I'm Charlie Hipwood, CEO of Mass Ventures. And I'm Stacy Swider, an investor at Mass Ventures. And we welcome you to the Fundable Founder, where we'll be exploring relevant topics for technology entrepreneurs to help them succeed in raising capital and in growing their businesses. As a founder who started and ran three companies, I didn't know what I didn't know when I first set out. <laughs> but you eventually figured things out, right? For the most part, through trial and error and mentorship. But now as a VC, I'm frequently advising entrepreneurs on the same topics. So Stacy and I are here to share that earned wisdom with you, along with the experts that we interview on a variety of subjects. We are. The roadmap to a successful startup is at your fingertips. So turn up the volume and grab the keys to success for your fundable founder journey. Okay, uh, welcome to another uh, of our series in our, our expert series. And today we're we're talking with Greg Segal from Alice and the importance of being a mission-oriented business. Uh, and Greg and I have known each other for years. And I think what's always stood out about Greg is how how focused he is about orienting his business around a mission. And so I thought he'd share with us today uh, why, <laughs> why and why it's important. So welcome, Greg. Thanks. Great to see you, Charlie, as always. Yeah. So let's just kick it off with, you know, why orient around a mission? What, why is being a mission-driven organization important? Well, <clears throat> it's my third business. And, you know, my first two businesses uh, didn't really have a great mission. It was kind of like, just go build a great product and go. You know, first one was actually an agency and just being like, hey, let's be the best company at, at developing e-commerce solutions was basically that. That was the, the initial play there. And the second one was, you know, more around e-commerce as well, but kind of more of a consumer play. And then this one is very much B2B, how to use gifting and swag and, you know, investing in people to learn more about them and really drive those relationships in a, in a world that's very much built around inauthenticity. So when I was looking at this business, I guess a couple of key life events happened that helped me understand why a mission was more important. Uh, one was really my the birth of my daughter. So yep. uh, when I find out, found out that my, um, my wife was pregnant with my daughter, which is kind of like a, a miracle baby for another podcast um, <laughs> and probably a whole nother, whole nother topic and, and set of topics. And it just fundamentally changes you when you have a kid in terms of understanding that the world is not about you anymore. It's about everything that you're doing to make the world a better place for her, you know, yep. uh, in, in there. And when I looked at the businesses I had started previously, I realized that there was no true existential reason to be other than to make money and to make sure I can put food on the table and, you know, do whatever I wanted to do, buy guitars, you know, like the, <laughs> the fun stuff of, of being a 20 year old or, or 30 year old at the time. And when I looked at that and I had that framing of frame of reference, then it started to become very clear to me that I wanted to not just have a business that would set us up financially, but also that it becomes much more about the impact on the world that you're making. And that also eventually like really drives you in terms of why are you building this business? So when I started the business, I had this uh, whiteboard. I think I've told you this story multiple yes. times now, but on the whiteboard, I had written down that there were these three pillars of giving that were the core fundamentals of, of what I wanted to actually accomplish here. The first was how do we make giving specifically in a business sense, like that's very filled with inauthenticity, right? It's all about fakeness and like ask this and try and give me this and whatever it might yeah. be, take, 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 you know, if you look at the Gary Vaynerchuk type of mentality and instead flip that dynamic around and make it where it's more about how people can have empathy in a world that is very 
lacking that, you know, especially as technology, you know, separates people more and more that are there. That was the first pillar. Second pillar of giving was how do we give back to the planet because we're killing the planet and how do we build sustainability, especially in a world where gifting swag, direct mail events, like think about all the, all these budgets that are out there, hundreds of billions of dollars a year where so much stuff gets thrown away. And it's basically just like, you know, it's done in such a superfluous fashion where it just doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. And the third pillar of giving was how do we get back to those in need? Because to me, it was very much about how do you build a business model that's rooted in the case that you can actually have a true impact on the world, which is making other people's lives that much better and donating to these causes. And that's why the donation aspect of Alice, you know, was, was built in there from day one. So what that's done and why that's been important has been because it, it's accomplished a couple of things. One, it's been very, very clear in terms of the mission and the business model are united as one. So many people and so many companies come in and they're like, oh, we got to kind of like go with the times and, oh, we got to start donating back to this cause because we decide to choose it and then away you go. And it's kind of this afterthought that really doesn't drive the business. For us, it's the more you use Alice, the more people donate back to charity, the more people are choosing things they want, which means that there's nothing getting thrown out, you know, at the end of the day. And that's, that literally is the fundamental. So as we talk as a company, we're saying, well, how much bigger have we gotten this? How many more people are using Alice and how much more are we able to actually make an impact on the, on the world as we go? And the second thing it's really done is united us around the values of how we hire and how we really think about the people we bring into the business that share those same values and that same willingness and wants to make an impact on the world. And that is part of the, the onboarding process and the like, you know, hiring process about like listening for those cues, you know, around how people are talking about giving first. We always look for like we over me, especially in interviews and process and some of those little, you know, little cues that you can start to pick up on as, as you go there. Um, So, I don't know, I've been pontificating here, but like hopefully that that you know gives you an idea because it's uh, it's allowed us to build a much tighter culture around shared values. It's helped us really align around like a business model that actually is accomplishing the mission that we're trying to go after here, and it's really formulated this this notion of like everybody's moving in the same direction to be able to accomplish you know accomplish that too. I mean, as a CEO, I mean, how often when you're making it so when you're at a startup, right? A lot of the decisions you make are made with very limited information. You gotta go with, uh, it's always making tough decisions on strategic direction, hiring, raising money, whatever it might be. How often do you find yourself making that decision, but thinking, how does this fulfill the mission? And, And does that make the decision easier, right? Yeah, well, I'll give you an example. Um, Early in the company's history, we had a few choices on how it actually, how do we build uh, fulfillment of the gifts and the swag and the stuff internally as we started to build out the Alice model. And we had a lot of feedback at the time that people wanted to just send crap to people. (laughs) And we had this existential conversation internally. Uh, and I remember this in our first, like, you know, office, I think you might've met us there in like the back of a bike shop, you know, oh, yeah, I've been there. like yep. four of us, you know, I four of us sitting in the back of a bike shop <laughs> and yeah. Right. And it was, um, it was this, like, are we holding true to our values or not? You know, that, that, that was there. And that really set us apart and really set a huge differentiation from us versus all the way that all of our competitors at the time, which was very nascent, by the way, uh, were taking their, their approach as they go. And it's not to say that we haven't thought differently about that, but the approach we've taken has not changed and the values we hold to that still, you know, adhere to that. Now, with that said, you always have to be balancing like, 
you know, mission and vision, which to most people sound very like fluffy and, and whatnot that's there, but it's a galvanizing mechanism for you, not only to be able to, to talk about where you're going, but also to have a, an instilled core set of values that actually help define the type of people in the culture that you're trying to create, you know, as you, as you go into this as well. Um, and that percolates all through the, you know, the branding that we do with the five to nine versus yep. the nine to five, like what yep. makes you, you, you know, and how do you give back to, you know, you and make sure that you're bringing your full self, you know, to, to the office and, and to work as well. That was all born out of that same, that same concept that's there. So when you're an early startup, yeah, you're, you're sitting there and you're looking at the bank account. And you're like, if I have two months left, you know, of cash in the bank, like I don't give two craps about a mission or a vision. But if you're thinking about that, the vision and mission, you know, itself and the, and the values that are surrounding that will help you raise that capital. Because right. I remember that being a core part of the story that resonated very, very much with the, you know, with the investors and helped it tie a simplistic thread through everything that we were doing as we're going through that. So, um, you know, vision for the company always is evolving. You're learning more about the market every single day. Like you have to be as a CEO, be unbiased and listening to the market, listening to the customers, but you have to take an opinionated view to that and you setting it up with a specific mission and, and mission and, you know, uh, out in the outset is the thing that helps you drive the vision, you know, of the business and helps you make some of those d- decisions and, and opinions as you specifically go. And, and you touched on it earlier that you, you literally had a whiteboard and you were writing this out. At what point in the development of your business were you writing on that whiteboard? Was this day one? That yeah, first, this was in the first. Did you come up first days? Yeah, yep. exactly. Yeah, I, I can I can re-show you the picture of it and stuff too. And it's like I basically outlined the 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 three um, three pillars of giving, and then I also outlined what like I mean, I'm a UX designer, geek, right, and an engineer. So I was just like already sketching out like, well, what would the ultimate experience be? That we could do the most MVP, the or the MLP, right? The minimum lovable product you could create that would actually fulfill on us being able to do this, and then go and test that and validate that as you know as we went through this. But remember, that was after we I already had pivoted away from that other concept two weeks earlier, you know, which was very much around um, you know the the like professional referral network, you know, idea right. that again right. we can talk about separately, which is called Vouch, um, and that's where we pivoted into the the gifting side of things and like did that real you know month of of talking to 500 different companies and and people just to actually validate did this make sense and how did it resonate with people, and that was funny because the mission resonated really well with people, which helped define what the actual uh, articulation of the solution was going to be as we as we went against that, and that's still literally the the other than being redesigned you know a couple of times like the actual fundamentals of what Alice is business model and everything that's around that is identical. Yep. And that's why you know, even the back end hasn't had to really change that much, you know, right. in terms of how we've actually fulfilled on, on that as well. That's right. And, and you know, I, I also know you touched on, you know, looking to hire people who share that, those same values and culture and, and mission, you know, a lot of what you built at Alice was during a time where it's really, it, it was competitive to hire good people. Right. And, you know, hiring a good engineer, there's five companies throwing money at them to hire them. How much do you think it helped you land the right people and good people by being mission driven? Oh, I mean, it was, a. I mean, it it still is to this day is a reason why people want to work here. Like you have to remember uh, if somebody's motivated by money over anything else, then it has to do, it has to fit the values of what you're looking for. There are cultures in Boston around many startups of which some are my friends where it's not about 
mission and vision and they're successful, right? They're very successful in many cases and it's a much more competitive environment, you know, and they, and that's how they work because that's their, that's their ethos on what they, what they believe in. And the folks that end up joining Alice are much more, they have a competitive nature because you know me as like one of the most competitive people in the world, but it, but it starts with how, with, you know, even on the shirt, it starts with you over me. So how yep. do we listen and how do we understand that that's the type of people we bring into the business? Um, and then we can use that as a leveraging factor to actually come back to give people feedback to say like, hey, the way that you're handling the situation is very selfish and is very, you know, siloed versus everything else that's there, you know, which of course, as you grow to almost 200 people like we are, it's a very different beast, um, you know, versus the like four people sitting in the back of a bike shop four years ago, you know, type of a mentality. So yeah, I mean, it's definitely helped us in terms of recruiting. Um, it's yep. just a fun story. Like we're actually a fun product in a very, you know, wrought with, you know, kind of boring, boring world, right. you know, right. it's like we're on an analytics platform. We're a gifting platform, you know, which is a basically a B2C product in a B2B world and how you actually using that opinion and that, and that structure to be able to, to, you know, drive value inside of, inside of business. So your, your mission and your pillars helped you develop the product. Right, because you you were oriented towards the customer. It helped you hire the right people. It's helped you make strategic decisions that are challenging to make, especially early on in the organization, that have allowed you to be more successful. You already said that it helped you, I think, raise money too, right? Because you found oh, yeah. capitalists who believed in the mission as well, right? And yep. um, so, you know, I think you know it's an amazing story about how orienting around something simple like those pillars in the mission can really help you know increase your probability of success by by multiples right because you found the right investors you found the right people you developed the right product and the customers care about what you're doing uh, has led to um, tremendous success at your organization and I think other organizations you know any final points about um, you know kind of orienting around a mission maybe, something that you've learned along the way that you wish you had thought of five, six years ago? Well, I think the, uh, as I mentioned, my first two companies were not really mission driven. Yeah. Um, and you think about that timing, you know, which was what, 2001, 2002 ish timeframe through, you know, was a 2015 when we went Alice, the end of 2015 when Alice really, really like was a, was a idea. And, um, it was very difficult to think about what were the decision-making criteria other than, is this customer going to make us more money, you know, and going where it was. And, and it just didn't allow us to, it didn't allow us to say no. Right. It was just, and, right. and again, mission is not a, is not a universal like decision-making criteria. It's a, it's an attribute in the decision-making process that you can use or a yeah. variable in the decision-making process you can use that actually helps you define that. And, so many people, you know, feel like, oh, that doesn't really matter, but it does because it also helps you define some of the values that are there. You, ha you have to have them tied up. If you just have this random mission and the, yep. and the vision isn't tied to it and the values aren't tied to it and all these other things. And again, we, we struggle like trying to articulate that even as, as like, I'm trying to clearly articulate it to you now. Internally, there's still like, you know, uh, uh, divisions in terms of how people actually really understand that. And we're always questioning that. And again, because the market's moving and the vision's continues to continuously, you know, evolving, like you have to be reinterpreting what that mission is in terms of those things. And I think I wish I had thought about that earlier on in terms mm -hmm. of being even more discreet about making sure that that's part of every, every part of the process that's there. So we're going back and cleaning up some of that now, but it still holds true in terms of if you talk about, are we a mission driven business? Like I'd hope everybody in the business is like, yes, you know, and that's one of the, that's one of the key staples for why they, why they work at Alice. That's great. Well, thank you so much for sharing your insights with us today. Sure. 
Uh, really appreciate it and look forward to watching your continued success. Thanks, my friend. All right. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Fundable Founder. Please go to our website at mass-ventures.com for more information on Mass Ventures and where you can also find other episodes just like this.